Section 9 of the Seven Lively Arts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Seven Lively Arts by Gilbert Seldes. Darktown Strutters on Broadway any one so minded can write an entirely false history of american civilization by setting down in parallel columns the vogues and rages which have overtaken us and europe at the same time the highly patriotic but a bit undergraduate habit of slanging your own country is always more effective if the facts about any other country are a little obscure and thanks to the cable and the efficacy of transatlantic mails we now know virtually everything that isn't so and virtually nothing that is important about europe so it is quite possible for a critic to say that in literature the taste of europe is far beyond ours on the ground that harold bell wright is the typical american author and conrad and anatole france and tolstoy the typical european i mean that this is possible if a critic has never heard of the work of nat gould and william le Cur in england for instance the latest of these false parallels would be this that while europe was going in for the primitive sculpture of the african negro america devoted itself in its theatres to musical shows composed and produced by the non-primitive negroes of harlem new york the wail of the saxophone in shuffle along had not yet died in my ears when a serious critic made moan in his journal that the authors of that piece were truckling to the white man's sense of superiority by exhibiting their own flesh and blood as a pack of cheats and scoundrels what had impressed me as a fairly awkward mechanism for introducing songs and dances was by him taken as a libel on a race and forgetting the picturesque romance from the odyssey to get rich quick wallingford forgetting that all people seemed to take an abundant pleasure in exposing themselves as delightful rogues he wept over this degradation at about that time mr clive bell marking a reaction from the extreme vogue of african plastic still ranked the sculptures produced by savage and semi-civilized negroes as only a little below those of the two or three great periods of artistic production again it would seem that europe had in its effete way stolen a march on us in effect the colored shows were entertaining and interesting to think about whether they were good or bad and most of them were pretty bad as shows that is as shows in a country which really knows how to produce soul-satisfying eye and ear entertainment they had certain attractive qualities and if they were in essence second-rate they were at least dynamic while the first-rate thing in europe was static while europe remained calm after the war we hysterically went in for an 
enormous increase of pace in the active arts of the theatre i do not know whether we are altogether the losers and leave the question to others i do know that for a moment these pieces seem to have overshadowed our can i say native reviews of course in america no one cares for reviews except the unenlightened millions who pay to see them so there is no one to rise and make lamentation over this state of affairs for years we have labored to perfect our reviews and the shuffling feet of a barbarian summon up an evil gin to banish them the serene smoothness of manoeuvre which mr wayburn prepares for mr ziegfeld shrinks from the boards before the haphazard leaping of unstudied numbers the sweet gravity of the dancers is forgotten for the barbarous rhythm of any half-dozen darkies with a sense of syncopation innate in them lavishness from joseph urban precariously maintains itself against the smudge backdrop and the overall and over the prostrate and flower-like and seductive beauty of the chorus girl their steps and struts magnificently struts the high yeller the comparatively sober truth is that the negro cabaret in the theatre is only a diversion a necessary and healthful variation from our norm it has qualities seldom exquisite and always arresting and these qualities having slowly vanished from the review have found themselves again in burlesque and in these exotics and i think it highly probable that their only lasting effect will be to restore certain highly desirable things to review and musical comedy if there is any doubt of their goodness another contrast will prove the point the one claim never made for the negro shows is that they are artistic set beside them then a professedly artistic review the pinwheel compounded of native and exotic defects it had two or three interesting or exciting numbers but the whole effect was one of dreariness the pall of art was upon it it died nightly and shuffle along without art but with tremendous vitality not only lived through the night but dragged provincial new yorkers to a midnight show as well facing the other way one beholds a straight fake the untimely efforts of messrs mcintyre and heath who served only to remind us that in time since overpassed the real nigger show as practised by williams and walker existed and that what we are seeing now is actually a continuation thereof brought down from harlem to broadway now it was fairly obvious that shuffle along had been conceived as an entertainment for negroes that is why it remained solid when it took broadway to the intense surprise of its producers it was in short an exotic for us but it wasn't an exotic for themselves its honesty was its success and its honesty put a certain stamp upon its successors in all of them there is visible a regrettable tendency to imitate at moments the worst features of our usual musical comedy but the major portion of each show is native and so good they have all of them an appearance of unpremeditated violence which distinguishes them from the calculated and beautiful effects of mr ziegfeld or mr john murray anderson it goes much beyond the celebrated 
and by this time faked appearance of enjoying themselves they may never forgive me for it but i really do not care whether the actors and actresses who amuse me are having a good time themselves the theatre for them is a place for producing not for enjoying sensations and effects so the one thing i wish them is that when they are good they may have the purely moral pleasure of being good it is the method that counts and in the negro shows the method has been always the maximum pressure in song and dance and the minimum of subtlety in the conversations and patter songs the exceptions are not notable the songs and dances must be scored fortississimo astretto and after that those diverging lines which indicate crescendo the lines of violence never again approach each other in these numbers and one has to wait for the appearance of a fairly silly sentimental song for a moment of quiet the strange people who direct these shows and the responsive animals who sing and dance have with some success controverted the notion that it is in contrasts that the intelligent man has his greatest pleasure one feels that the show is a continuous wild cry and an uninterrupted joyous rage that the elan vital is inexhaustible and unbridled and enormously good the most skilful individual player has been florence mills merely to watch her walk out upon the stage with her long free stride and her superb shameless swing is an aesthetic pleasure she is a school and exemplar of carriage and deportment two other actors i have seen so take a stage cohen by stage instinct marie tempest by a cultivated genius florence mills is almost the definition of the romantic un force qui va but she remains an original with little or nothing to give beyond her presence her instinctive grace and her baffling seductive voice without that endowment a small one in comparison with say gilda gray's almost all the others give nothing but energy and the trouble there is that if you have nothing but energy to give you must give more than you can afford the wild cry is a little too piercing at times the postures of the paddings and the leapings all a little beyond the necessary measure it remains simple but simplicity even if it isn't usually vulgar can be a bit rough in the past few years the line of development of most of our reviews and musical shows has been clearly marked the bad old days were slowly forgotten and whatever was suggestive had to become subtle and gradually as the surface polish grew brighter the suggestive humours underneath were forgotten our views became denatured in more senses than one there is one risque moment in the whole of our recent follies and that is one more than usual the twittering about love and a kiss goes on but the great reality of sex is quite properly i am sure forgotten and in an encore stanza of he may be your man but he comes to see me sometimes as sung at the plantation the whole conventionalized fabric of our popular love-songs was flung aside and the gay reality exposed this amorous frankness is part of a simple realism a sophisticated realism couldn't occur in a musical show unless in the manner of offenbach's la belle Hélène. it is a fitting counterpart to the exaggerated postures the slightly lubricious gestures and movements of the dance 
another simplicity and a very good one is in such a song as that about a dog from tennessee in o oh joy a song which with that one quality and against indifferent music and unexceptional words broke up the show behind the frankness and the violence and the simplicity there is found the most important factor of all the music and behind that stands a figure exceedingly attractive and in its tragedy almost moving that of the late jim europe of the music itself of jazz and the use of spirituals and the whole question of our national music this is clearly not the place to write one wishes to mention a name or two shelton brooks least tabile of pseudo beliefs wrote long ago the dark town strutter's ball which ought not to be forgotten creamer and layton composed all of strutt miss lizzie and therein appeared sweet angeline as complex a piece of syncopation as mr berlin ever composed what portion of shuffle along was composed by noble sissel and u b blake i do not know but sissel in action and blake at the piano were wholly satisfying and expert and all of these composers and all of the jazz bands who play for them have the ineffable advantage of being assured in advance of dancers who in fancy or straight dancing have the essential feelings for rhythm and broken rhythm in their bones and that interior response to syncopation jim europe had to the highest possible degree he had been before the war the band leader at the castles i'm told by one who knows of such matters that his actual vogue was passing when the war came he returned with the three hundred and sixty ninth u s infantry hellfighters band and for a few sunday nights in march nineteen nineteen he packed the old manhattan opera house to the doors say that what he played had nothing to do with music say that to mention the name of a conductor in the same breath with his name is an atrocity of taste i cannot help believing that jim europe had the essential quality of music in him and that in his field however far from any other it may have been he was as great as karl muck in his he did have contrast it was out of the contracting stresses of a regular beat and a divergent that he created his effects the hand kept perfect time and his right knee with a sharp and subtle little motion stressed the acceleration or retard of the syncope his dynamics were beautiful because he knew the value of noise and knew how to produce it and how to make it effective he knew how to keep perfectly a running commentary of wit over the masses of his sound and the ease and smoothness of his own performance as conductor had all the qualities of greatness he rebuked a drummer in his band for some infraction of discipline and was killed whatever the negro show has to give to the perfected broadway production has its sources fairly deep in the negro consciousness and i put jim europe forth as its symbol because in him nearly all that is most precious came to the surface he seemed sensitive to the ecstasy and pathos of the spirituals as he was to the ecstasy and joy of jazz he was as conductor vigorous and unaffected and clean in shuffle along messieurs cecil and blake paid honour to his memory but the unacknowledged debt of the others is greater i am inclined to think that if sterility does not set in for the more notable broadway product it would be because something of what jim europe had to give has been quintessentialized by his successors and adopted End of section nine.